Welcome to episode 168. I'm Stuart McCullough. I'm the CEO of VHAA. Joining me for this week's discussion is the manager of Workplace Relations Services, Tim Nagel. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Stuart. Good to be here today. Uh, Tim, this is another one of our lockdown editions, which means we have to improvise when it comes to clues. And I've got three clues for you today. Uh, first of all, uh, the first clue is now on screen. So for the benefit of those people who are listening uh, to this podcast rather than watching, could you describe the clue? So it's a photo of a, of a wrong, wrong way sign. You almost said it the wrong way, uh, but um, we'll leave that irony to one side for the moment. Uh, we'll move on to our second clue, which is a little bit of uh, a little bit of footage. And I just got this brilliant idea to make sparkling wine using a sorcery machine. No, it's it's going to explode. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's good. Ah! So, Tim, for the benefit of those people who are, who are listening rather than watching, could you describe what happened in that piece of footage involving a soda stream? Yeah, so the young fella has decided to make some sparkling wine and the soda stream uh, has exploded. It could happen to anyone uh, when we improvise like that. And here's our third clue. And tomatoes and peppers and olive oil. And... Oh my God. Jesus. They really shrunk down. So Tim, could you describe what was there in that third clue? So this is a, a footage of two instances where uh, glasses let the cook down. Indeed. Well, based on those clues taken together, what would you say the theme for today's discussion is? Um, well, it, there's a common theme, which is kitchens, which is meals, which is meal breaks, which is obviously crib time arrangements. Tim, you couldn't be more wrong. Although that was a very, very... Uh, considered uh, effort. But uh, today's subject for discussion actually is a bit of a case study involving somebody who worked in a kitchen and allegations uh, across a range of issues. So today we're talking about unfair dismissal case that pretty much has everything. It, it does. It has claims of an imposter, claims of exploitation, unreliable written warnings, secret recordings, and possibly worst of all, uh, undercooked dumplings. <laughs> What's the name of the case we're looking at today? So I'll just preface this with the words, I'm not making this up. Uh, the case title is up on screen. It's Zunhu and Wrong Way Proprietary Limited, trading as Shanghai Garden Chinese Restaurant. Sounds like it's going to be quite the adventure. How about we start with the background facts? Absolutely. Mr. Hu, uh, the applicant, was a cook and a Section 457 visa holder. So it's fair to say that 347 visa holders can be a vulnerable class of employee. Uh, absolutely. Mr. Hu was dismissed from his job in October 2019. Uh, the employer contended that Mr. Hu was really dismissed for two reasons, uh, on performance grounds and on the ground that he had misled the employer about having passed an English language test and being able to speak and read fluent English. Sounds interesting, but uh, that sounds a little unusual, but not that unusual. Well, the Commission put it best, uh, saying... Uh, the aforementioned suggests a relatively orthodox unfair dismissal case. The reality is otherwise. The context in which both cases were presented 
raised serious and substantial allegations and counter allegations of dishonesty, immigration fraud and workplace exploitation. That escalated quickly. What were the performance grounds? So the employer asserted that it had provided three written warnings for unsatisfactory work performance, uh, including one warning for allegedly undercooked dumplings. And in terms of the English language test? Uh, it was asserted that Mr. Who had somebody else sit the English language test. An imposter? Believe it or not, uh, allegations of an imposter sitting crucial tests or exams comes up from time to time, and it pretty much always turns out badly. It's hard not to think that uh, that kind of conduct might result in someone being unprepared for their job. It's hard to imagine anyone could think that they'd get away with such a thing. What did the Commission find? So the Commission found as follows. I have found that an imposter almost certainly set Mr. Who's English language test. And was that a valid reason for the dismissal? Uh, the Commission made the point that fraud is a well-established basis for a valid dismissal. But, I feel like there's a but coming. There is a but. Uh, the Commission described the circumstances as placing the matter in a special and rare category where it can't be reasonably said that an admitted fraud in the name of the uh, employee in and of itself compromise the duty of good faith and the mutuality uh, inherent in that duty. So that begs the question, why not? Well, here's the critical point. The employer learned of the fraud in April. The dismissal occurred six months later in October. Uh, which ties, uh, ties into the language. They didn't act on it at the time? No, look, the commission put it as follows. Knowledge of the admitted fraud, serious as it was, was not considered by the employer as so fundamental to the relationship of trust and confidence that the employment relationship could not bear it. It chose to keep employing Mr Who for a further six months in the full knowledge of the admission. So that's the English language test. What about the issue of the dumplings? Well, now we're getting to the chase, uh, uh, the real critical issue. It was found that undercooked dumplings can mean that an employee's performance is deficient. And that someone is hungry. Presumably. But were there written warnings valid? Well, no. The Commission emphasised that there were concerns as to the accuracy and reliability of evidence from restaurant witnesses. That the, the written warnings as such? Yeah, the Commission formed a view that these were reconstructions after the decision to dismiss. <laughs> were there any other circumstances relevant to the case? The applicant also made some incredibly serious allegations against the employer. Well, what did those allegations include? Well, the applicant said that he was paid, uh, but that he was required to withdraw a sum of money from the bank and give it back to his employer. Return part of his wages. That's right. And as a result, the applicant contacted both the Fair Work Ombudsman and Border Force about his concerns as to his treatment. Anything else? Uh, he also alleged that his employer required him to pay over a sum of over $30,000 in exchange for progressing a permanent sponsorship visa. And did, did he pay that money? Well, he refused. And it was alleged that the employer then stopped paying his wages altogether for a three-month period during which he continued to work. I feel like we're on a roller coaster. If he was dismissed in October, does that mean the employer restarted payment? Yeah, it does. Uh, but it was claimed that the employee uh, now had to pay some of his wages to a third party friend of the employer. <laughs> was the employer aware of the employee's complaints to authorities? Not until late September. 
then on 27 September, the applicant was told to go on annual leave until further advised about future employment. What did the Commission find in the end? In the end, uh, it found as a whole, the evidence didn't support dismissal on the ba basis of performance concerns. And the way the Commission put it was that I am not satisfied as at 18 October 2019, the instances of underperformance were of such gravity and frequency when viewed in the context of Mr. Hu's overall work output that there was a valid reason for dismissal. So the imposter and alleged underperformance wasn't enough? Correct. Uh, but there's uh, another issue, which are secret recordings. Of course there is. Who was said to be secretly recording who? Well, it was Mr. Who, uh, as it happened. So the applicant secretly recorded discussions uh, with the owners during his employment. And they said this destroyed the trust and confidence necessary to maintain an employment relationship? Not only that, they also asserted that it breached the relevant Surveillance Devices Act. And when did these secret recordings come to light? They only came to light after the employment had ended. How can something that becomes known after dismissal form a fair basis for the dismissal? Well, the Commission noted uh, that it's well established that conduct known to an employer only after dismissal can still constitute a valid reason for dismissal, provided the conduct occurred during the course of employment and the employer could not reasonably have known the conduct in that period. So the secret record recording met this criteria? Well, hence the term secret. Uh, it certainly did. And the Commission also made the following point, um, though uh, there is also well-established authority to support the general proposition that one party to an employment relationship secretly recording the other is engaging in conduct at odds with the duty of fidelity and good faith. And that grounds exist for summarily ending the relationship. Will a secret recording always be a ground of summarily ending employment? Well, brace yourself for another twist. Uh, no. So the, the Act requires a fair go all round for an unfair dismissal claim. And you've got to have regard for the circumstance. And the question then becomes, was the person seeking to protect their lawful interests? And how did the Commission see this? Well, it found that there was a high degree of probability that recordings were intended to protect the applicant's interests after he'd reported them to the Ombudsman and Border Force. So, the, so if I get this right, the secret recordings were not a valid reason for dismissal either? They were not. So what did the Commission conclude about a valid reason? Well, it concluded that there was no valid reason. Specifically, um, there were some performance failures that warranted a disciplinary response, but not enough either individually or collectively to constitute a valid reason for dismissal. Um, that unusual though it may be, an admission of serious misconduct uh, was not a valid reason for dismissal where the employer failed to summarily dismiss or report the conduct for some six months and that the secret recordings made by the applicant were made to protect his lawful interests and not having his employer's consent did not constitute a, a valid reason. So did the Commission find that the reason for dismissal was the complaint to authorities? No, it didn't go that far. So the Commission found that once it established that there was no valid reason, it didn't need to go on and establish an ulterior motive. Uh, so on the question of whether the dismissal uh, was retaliation, the, the Commission left that question open. And, mm. and it's worth remembering at that point that this is an unfair dismissal case mm. rather than a general protections case. So there are a lot of issues in this matter. Which the Commission duly noted, uh, including allegations of serious exploitation of the applicant. So the Commission found that he was unfairly dismissed. 
It did, and it awarded eight weeks in compensation. However, four weeks were deducted for the misconduct and two weeks were deducted for the notice paid at termination, resulting in two weeks pay. And what can members learn from this case? Well, firstly, don't rely on conduct or misconduct that you don't act on earlier. Even the most serious kind of misconduct can go stale. Anything else? Don't let somebody else sit your exams. <laughs> and finally? Never undercook your dumplings. Uh, once again, the case reference is now on screen. So thanks. I guess an employer should never do things the wrong way. That's correct, Tim. And what better way to conclude our discussion today than to say uh, bon appetit. These dumplings are frozen. <laughs> Thanks, Stuart. Thanks, Tim. Mm -hmm.